What's up, everyone? We're back, episode 10. We've got some uh, PGA Tour recap, how our picks performed, ouch, and uh, some other stuff through uh, throughout the golf industry that's going on. So uh, glad to have you. Guys, how's it going? It's going good. You know, it's another Monday, so we're just kind of grinding through and had some exciting stuff happen uh at the Tournament of Champions, and obviously when people probably uh, listen to this pod when it comes out, they're probably going to be uh, hearing how bad TCU lost in the National Championship game, because last I saw, I believe it was 38-7 to at halftime, so good run for the Frogs, but let's be real. Georgia was always supposed to win. Yeah, they were not going to lose that game, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I'm not a... I'm not like a TCU fan, but since they're local, I was obviously rooting for them. So, Trent, how are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, let's just say the national championship game was probably last week when it was Ohio State and Georgia. Uh, yeah. Just like you, Connor, we're all from Texas. I'm not a TCU fan, but love seeing the Big 12 in there and hopefully would love to have seen them win it. But Georgia's a powerhouse. They weren't going to stop them. Yep. But other than that, doing good. Good, good to hear. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, the century. I think there's a lot to talk about here. Um, I don't know how much coverage did you guys get to watch? Off Pretty on. much the last two rounds. I think I watched the last two rounds officially. Brad yeah. chasing the kids around. You don't get to sit down and watch it all, but I'm sure you got some of it. Yeah, during uh, during nap time on uh, Saturday and Sunday, you know, kids go down for afternoon nap. That usually means I get to do whatever I need to for a couple hours. But yeah, I was flipping between that and uh, especially on Sunday NFL. There was some scenarios where maybe the Cowboys could get the number one seed. So I watched until I realized that they were doing what the Cowboys do best, um, and then proceeded to turn on golf the rest of the time. And it Good was idea. far more exciting than the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree, except for you get to watch one shot, maybe two shots, and then pan out and look at the view of Hawaii for, you know, two minutes while they throw out some sponsors and then zoom back in and watch a guy go through a 25-second pre-shot routine and then pull the trigger. Just that's one thing that's killing me, and I think hopefully they're working on it. But, uh, you know, when you watch live – not that I prefer it over PGA Tour, but when you watch it, you see a lot of golf. And that's whenever I turn golf on, that's what I would like. Obviously, they have some different things with sponsors and things like that that they have to work through. But it's just super frustrating to sit there and listen to Azinger complain and, you know, talk about how horrible someone is at closing on a Sunday or they need to get a new short game coach, even though they just he just got a new short game coach. Stuff like that is just super, super annoying. And uh, I, to be honest, like I enjoy turning the sound completely off and just watching in silence because I can't stand Azinger. I couldn't agree more. That was kind I of can't how I used stand to feel, Azinger. Yeah, I used to kind of feel that way about Dottie Pepper. Um, you know, no offense <laughs> to her, but she All was Dottie. like she was like the queen of like stating the obvious something would happen and she would immediately repeat what happened and i'm just like thanks daddy i didn't just watch that you know five seconds before so i appreciate you stating the absolute obvious uh, of what we're watching live um 
so yeah, it two point. I mean, it's it's become slower and slower to watch. It's hard to listen to some of the guys. I think you know, obviously, there's lots of mix-ups with the announcers. Um, I, I do think that adding Smiley Kaufman um, in the mix will add a, a fun perspective. Kind of brings a little bit of that youth back into the game. Um, so that'll be cool to to hear his progression. Um, now that he got a full-on deal with NBC, so that'll be cool um, to kind of watch that play out. So because you, you you know now you have Smiley on NBC, you have Colt Nost on CBS. You know you start kind of getting some some cool personality here. Um, so yeah, I I'm honestly looking forward to hearing more Smiley than I am you know Azinger in the booth. Absolutely. The other thing that I wish would happen, I don't know that it will ever happen because a lot of guys probably wouldn't like this. But did you hear, I don't know if you guys saw when on Sunday, when Morikawa was on seven, I believe he was like, just, I I think it was seven. I could be wrong. He was like, just through the fairway, kind of a funky lie. And he talked with his caddy through the whole shot. I don't know. Did you guys hear any of that? Yes. the, uh, The entire thing. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, Basically, like what we talk about on the golf course, like very similar. They may be a little more in depth than what we would be, but um, you know, it's kind of fun to hear him talk about where he's wanting to land. It was like I think it was like he had one twenty four, and he was trying to land at ninety because of the way the green pitches, and um, it was just really nice to hear. And he, you know, he's standing there and he's talking to me. He's like, "It's a fifty six, right?" And he, you know, they just confirmed it wins off the right, all of those things, everything that goes through your head whenever you're playing, you know, maybe by yourself in a, or in a tournament, all every like the whole process. So that was fun. If you would mic up players, oh my gosh, the stuff that people would hear, you know, good and bad, like you may have to pay-per-view it because some of it's going to be, you know, not great. But, uh, I, you know, you would hear some really good stuff, especially like there's a lot of people out there that watch every week and they're, super diehard golfers, but they don't realize the processes that go through on every shot for these guys. You know, it's not just pull your cart up and sling it, you know, laser and sling it. It's not like that. And, uh, it could be, you know, and they probably wouldn't change a lot, but the process that they go through because there's so much money on the line, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to hear. I wish they would do it more often, but I guess some guys probably wouldn't want that. No, I mean, that's kind of us. We do, we kind of do the same thing though. Like, like whenever we're all playing together, like we'll pull up on a shot, like we're playing two men or something like that. Like I'll get out, hey Connor, you know we got one sixty eight to the pin. What do you think here? You'll win off this way, or you know most amateur golfers don't do that. But I think all of us have played enough competition. We still do that kind of unconsciously, kind of just do that randomly. And but it's it's, it's fun to talk it through, and you actually execute a better golf shot if you're not talking yourself through it. If, if I'm not playing with you guys, I'm talking myself through the whole shot the whole time. But yeah, no, it, I think yeah. Uh, there's that fine line between the right amount of information and too much. And I've had good caddies and bad caddies. I don't know. One of the best caddies I had is a friend of mine, Jeff Marshall. Shout out, Jeff. Uh, just moved to Minnesota. I'll never see him again. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, but he would give the perfect amount of information in the right way and, and then just get out of the way and let you hit your shot. And he's like the perfect amount of walking down the fairway and having a good conversation 
and then walking down the fairway and not talking at all, depending on the situation. And he, he's just really good at that. And I think there's a lot like people, if people could realize how much goes into caddying, I think it would be really pretty cool if they did a, I know they're doing the Netflix documentary, but if they did one on just caddies and then how they live week in and week out, you would see some really, really cool things. Uh, I wish they would do it. That would be, that would be awesome. Maybe we can do it. Trent, get your iPhone ready. You got to film it with that. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah, film us with that. I mean, that just tells you like, like how underpaid they are just because, you know, you're working off a player's winnings. But like when they, when, a, when their player wins and they get a nice, you know, 10%, whatever, you know, bonus check that is whatever the player's going to pay them. That's well earned because they are doing a heck of a lot of work. Yeah, for sure. I think normally, I think now, uh, and this could be off by a little bit, but I think most guys have a weekly minimum, you know, for the week or whatever. And then depending on where they finish, it's like you get 5% if I'm here, 8% if I'm here, 10% if I'm here. If I win, you get 15%, something like that. Um, Yeah. So they can make good money. Yeah. Um, I think they can make good money, but also like if your player struggles, like, you know, you, you could just barely get by and then you're paying for all your own expenses the other thing that I think people, a lot of people probably don't realize is like player caddy wise, they don't hang out like after, after golf, it's not like, yo, let's go to the beach together. Uh, it's, they kind of steer clear because I think they realize like if we spend so much time together, if we stay together, if we walk together, if we play every practice round together, we're going to get sick of each other. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I can't imagine that cause I'd never get sick of you guys. <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh, i think that's kind of (laughs) i think that's fairly common though like guys just you know once they're on the road they kind of steer clear um and even if they are close friends i think they have to find that happy medium but i think you know we got a little glimpse into it there with colin and his caddy and i think that was super awesome so i gotta ask you guys do you think it was more of a Colin collapse or more of a Rom, you know, Rom, Rom lit it up. So I got to, I got to hear your opinion. Azinger was just bashing Morikawa all the whole back nine, just destroying him. And let me tell you something. I've been in the same, not in a PGA tour event, obviously, you know, more like maybe just like a handicap event or something, <laughs> but I've been in, uh, in that spot where Morikawa was, where, You've been playing great, maybe like even during that round. And then all of a sudden you get to a spot where you're coming down to a crucial spot and last four or five holes or whatever. And you start hitting it to like 30 feet because you barely miss hit it or, you know, stuff's not going the right distance. I know you guys have probably had that too. What I I don't know how to fix it. What I typically try and do is take something small and hit it hard. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. But I try and keep it out of the air, so I'll flight something and hit it hard. So um, I know I know the shot he hit on 16 that spun back off the green. Like I know that shot where like you're trying to just hit a good wedge in there, and you just for whatever reason your body just kind of like babies one because you're in that nervy phase, and it spun back off the green on him. And I think if he hits the you know if he hits it semi closer, even if he makes par, 
then he's fine. But he left himself a brutal grainy chip and just so I think he did collapse a little bit. But I mean, Rom shot ten under. Let's like not discount that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at the leaderboard here. Rom shoots ten under with a bogey to start the day, which is nuts. And then you look at you know second right behind you know if you take Rom out of the equation, Morikawa wins by two. And he wins by two with the two guys chasing him, shooting nine under and seven under. So the three guys, you know, including more, you take Morikawa out of the equation, the top three guys shot, what is that, 26 under combined on the last round? I mean, it's it's just silly golf. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's what Morikawa was doing the first three rounds. He was shooting seven under, eight under, nine under. So he built this huge lead. Um, and I think he had to know that like he couldn't go out and shoot even par and expect nobody to catch him. Um, so I think it, it's kind of that type of a golf course where you got to shoot, even if you're winning by four or five or six, you still got to shoot three or four under to make sure that you're not leaving the door open for somebody to have a round like that. I mean, and to your point, you got to give Aram a lot of credit you know, he, I think he started kind of smelling blood on the back nine. He, I, I believe, probably, he had to think that, you know, after he makes, <clears throat> after he sees Morikawa make bogey, you know, and then he turns around and he, you know, in the middle of the back nine, birdie, 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 eagle. He's in the driver's seat at that point. And he's like, this is mine to lose, not his to win anymore because, you know, I, I'm now leading. Here we go. Um, yeah. I mean, to your point, I, but we know that with Rom, yeah, right. Like you, you kind of—he's not going to do it every time, but you kind of expect him. Like if he's, if he can taste yeah. it, like he's coming, and you—you you got to watch out. Just like he did at the U.S. Open, like he saw that he had a chance, and he just—I mean—he torched that in the last like six holes. So, um, same thing here. He has an ability that I think not everyone has out there. You know, most for the most part, everyone on the PGA Tour can do the same things. There's a handful of them that that cannot um, or that are way better than them. Like Rom, I think Rory has some of that. I think Spieth has it around the greens. I think JT's got some of that, but what, what he did on the back nine there, well, you know, a little bit chasing, but a little bit in contention, I think is super impressive. Um, now I've played Kapalua. Uh, I'm not a PGA tour player by any means, but I can tell you about the golf course where he lit it up. You can light it up. I mean, it is very, very gettable, uh, especially I played it and it was blowing like 30 miles an hour Sunday. They didn't have hardly any wind, like compared to what it normally is there. So it just made it even easier on him. And with the way he was hitting it, you know, I think it's super impressive. I, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, good for Rom. I, I had mentioned, I don't know if it was on the pod or just with you guys that I hadn't felt like he had played that well. And then I went back and look and like since August, he's really played pretty dang good i mean i think rory's the only guy that's played better than him uh but if you you know i feel like early in the year last year he just he wasn't as relevant maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just not remembering correctly but i just feel like he wasn't his normal self so uh i'm kind of happy to see him win also it brings up the topic first win with a paradigm driver um and with that, we saw pictures of everything, right? We saw the new Strixon driver launch. We saw 
which we had seen pictures of before. The Paradigm launch, the new Stealth launch, TSR we've obviously seen. Uh, and then um, I think, you know, the one that looks pretty cool to me, I haven't hit it yet, but it looks good, is the Cobra. Uh, but just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. If you had taken a look at them, seen what guys are playing. I, I heard Gary Woodland sign full deal with Cobra, which is kind of kind of sweet to hear. Yeah, I mean, you know me, Connor. I think I played every single driver out there from Ping yeah. to I mean, Ping to now playing a Strixon driver and the Callaway. I played them all. Um, I think the Callaway is absolutely ugly. Um, <laughs> it, as I told you guys the other night, it reminds me of a Zexio driver. I, <laughs> uh, I don't know what color scheme they're going with here because, I, I mean, the, the top of it looks great. The crown and the face look great, but you get on the bottom. Just what are you doing? Um, that's the new stealth. Hot take. Yeah, I mean, hot take, Brad. What do you think? <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I, yeah, you like I'm, it. I, I'm indifferent I about know. the color. Yeah. I mean, I don't. The color, honestly, as long as whatever's on the bottom of the club means nothing to me because at the end of the day, as long as it's you know not right. white on the top or has some weird design on the top, like. I look at the top line and what's there and whether it's matte or glossy, I want it to be pretty, pretty smooth on the top, whether it's a smooth matte finish or some smooth glossy finish. And outside of that, like you could have anything on the bottom and I could care less if it performs the way I want. Yeah. You're not looking at it. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying. That's, that's true. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you look at the Terramid stealth, boring, uh, stealth too. Sorry. The new one. I, I don't think like, I don't know what they changed on it. Obviously, I don't know the tech on it, but I was shocked to see that there wasn't some major change or major paint job. They went from matte to gloss, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottom, I don't know that it changed a whole lot. So it doesn't look like it. Interesting to see. Yeah. I, well, the other thing, and Alex Ward pointed this out to me, uh, every driver manufacturer, except for Strixon now, because Strixon did not use carbon on theirs. Everybody else on the market, including Ping, I guess Tideless is in their own world, which I think the Tideless is great. I'm not knocking them. But everybody else, Ping, Cobra, TaylorMade, Callaway, all carbon, all have a weight like somewhere, a lot of them near the face to lower the spin. Yeah. So kind of interesting. They've all come to kind of like one spot with it. And uh, it's interesting to see that. But I mean, the one that I'm, I, I want to hit them all just because I like drivers, but you know, the one I always go back to is Tideless. I think the shape is best. The sounds the best. Um, Brad's rogue, the way he hits it, I wouldn't mind trying the Callaway. Yeah, Brad Brad hits some pin missiles with that. I mean, I have a TSR3 in the in the garage. Uh, I just didn't have the right shaft for it. it. Yeah, it's it's Dad's demo. <laughs> just going, hey, I'm taking it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you say you're excited. You know, you love your the T- Tideless drivers and then the Callaway. The triple Diamond that Brad has is amazing. Um, the one I, I really want to hit though, because I go back to my past and how good some other drivers were back in the past. I used to bomb the King Cobra. Yeah, because it's it's just it's a sneaky one, and they have some pretty intricate you know color schemes and designs. They kept this one simple and it looks good. Um, I mean, all the long drive guys are hitting it now. Um, you got a bunch yeah. of guys endorsing it. I'm kind of interested to hit that one and see what it's like. Yeah. I'm- I talked to the rep today about it and um, he told me that as far like center of the face, basically everyone has speed, right? Like every manufacturer has speed, but 
they are working on aerodynamics, which is I think I think it's called Aerojet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's Aerojet. Yeah, and uh, it's, it sounds like they're working with Kyle Berkshire and Bryson to create the most aerodynamic driver to create more club head speed, which will create more speed. So pretty cool to see. I can't wait to hit it. I've always liked the Cobra driver. Uh, I think they make sneaky good woods. I mean, they really do. Yeah, that'll be. So. I'm just like looking at some of them just on my screen here, just because obviously I haven't had a chance to really dive in. Um, after seeing the Callaway, I'm pretty sure that I got the best Callaway that they've had in recent recent years with the top line. I don't. I think the blue glossy carbon look on top. Uh, yeah, that's never going in my bag. Um, so. That's a no. I don't mind. I just it. can't. I, I really don't. I just I coming from somebody who's Brad. If you switch right now, I'd tell you. Crazy. My favorite color is blue, and it still doesn't make me want to want that driver at all. <laughs> yeah, the blue is yeah. pretty bad. That's why I said some pretty intricate color schemes they yeah. got going. But usually, usually they come out with it's, the my color scheme. Like you yeah. can do your own. But to color. your point, Connor, like I mean, the way yeah, I hit my driver, I mean, I'd be I'd be a little bit nutty if I uh, switched off that thing anytime soon. Yeah. Don't switch. A uh, couple other things from the century. Uh, did you guys see the untucked shirt? Yeah, JJ Spawn. Uh, a little Ricky esque, I would say. That's kind of where, to me, that's where. He did just sign. He, yeah, he I, I think that's up. obviously where it kind of started. You know, I think. Yeah, I I, I'm are, a little right? indifferent. Like I think that if you do that, you know, if, if we're talking like this guy's, you know, JJ Spawn's wearing this at Colonial or, you know, a major or anything like that, like I'm probably saying like maybe a little cringy um, because of the, the nature of where you're at. But I think that Hawaii low-key vibes, like let's just kind of get a little bit of that floral island feeling. It's like you're wearing wearing a floral shirt on the island, like makes sense. Who cares? You know, you earned your way in the, you know, in the top echelon of players, whether you won last year, or you finished, I believe, what, in the top 30 or you made it to East Lake. And so yeah, you're kind I of in, the, you're exactly. kind of in the group of players of like, hey, I can kind of do what I want for this first tournament. And what's going to really matter? I'm going to make 200 grand at the worst. So, I mean, kudos to him to just letting it loose. And I mean, it seemed to work. He had a pretty darn good week. So, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to fault him for it. Yeah, T5, he's a Strixon guy. He's got all the new stuff in the bag. Pretty cool to see. Trent, you like the untucked shirt? I I love it, just like Brad. I'd love it for this event. Like, you're you're in Hawaii. You're on vacation, and they're raising money for charity. That's pretty cool to see them do every article of clothing with a Hawaiian design on it. Yeah, it was cool. $1,000. That, you know, that's that's an awesome thing. And I know every man, every company took, took note of that and really focused on that for the week, too. So, would I like to see it throughout the year? No, I'm I'm pretty traditional. Even though I'm wearing a hoodie most time now. I'm golfing now. We wear we wear hoodies a lot, and that's coming. You know, fast forward. You know, every 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 company, Foot Joy, Puma, Travis Matthew, Roback. I mean, everybody's coming out with hoodies for people to wear on the golf course. But I've always been. I'm still pretty traditional when it comes to a tucked in shirt, belt loops, you know, pants or shorts. Um, but it it was cool to see because you are. You're on, you're on vacation. I feel, I feel like he had some more room to swing. I think he felt looser. <laughs> you know. No, you know. <laughs> but it, it was fun to see. I, I like yeah. it. 
honestly, uh, I, just for the district. I honestly events. wish he was wearing like some Tommy Bahama pants. If he was gonna, if you might as well just go all out. If if, if you're gonna, if you're gonna that's wear it, was, you might as well wear it. That's what I was about to say. Is like, look, I don't care where he wears it. I don't care if he wears it at Colonial or Augusta or wherever. I think build your brand. If that's the guy you're gonna be, then be the guy. You know. Um, sure. I don't care. I I mean, if it was me, I mean. <laughs> Shoot, I'd let him wear shorts. I'd be wearing chubbies out there. You guys know that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't wear chubbies in high top. Wearing Jordan. chubbies with an. <laughs> I don't. With an untucked shirt. I mean, you yeah. at least need high socks. Like talking about Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell is yeah. is an idol for sure. I mean, um, if I had hair, I I would so rock that visor. But I don't have hair, and it burns my head. <laughs> so, I'm jealous. Um, did you guys happen to watch No Laying Up? I don't know if you guys saw, they signed with Tideless, which is, in my opinion, a great move for them. Not only for the club side of things, because I think obviously everyone makes great clubs, but because they've already, you know, they didn't really, maybe they did, but I don't really remember it, get with a lot of the Callaway staffers on tour and do some videos. Well, here we are, first week of the year, and they're with Spieth and JT, two Tideless guys, making a video. And... If you guys haven't seen it, they already launched it. It was hilarious. I think that's super impressive them because their their video editing and their production is super clean and super nice. But the shot that JT hits in there, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Oh my god! <laughs> out of the out of the, I mean, it looks like like a pineapple field. I don't know what it is. Uh, I know. I'll tell you this: I played Capaluda. I didn't hit it in anything like that, so I didn't have to worry about it. But the shot he hits is incredible. And I was in my head, I was like, no way, dude. Like they had to have placed the ball. And then on Sunday, Tom Hoagie hits one from, I don't know, it's not the same hole, but it's a very similar lie to like four feet. And I'm, I don't know. I don't get it. How? They're too good. They're too good. But if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. What? I mean, that ball had to be sitting like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like Tom Hoagie's ball, like there's no way that ball wasn't. All the way down, like knee deep. Like, no, sorry, he was waist high in that stuff. Yeah, he was like waist high. In my head, that I'm ball like, had to be four feet up in the air. Well, my thought was like, bro, if that was me and my friends, I'm placing that on top, and they're not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to see. Well, did you see how choked up Tom Hoagie was on it? I mean, yeah. his his hands were literally at the shaft, so you know that ball was sitting pretty like, high. You're probably just going to lose the hole, so you like put it up and hit it. And then when the guys are like, oh, my gosh, yeah. nice shot, you're like, yeah, sorry, guys. That was for six. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was, it's like whenever I can't get it out of a bunker. You know, like when you can't get it out of a bunker, you keep hitting it back to your feet, and people can't see you, so you throw it yeah. out. And they're like, oh, great <laughs> shot. Like, ah, I'm really, I'm really good at cornhole. Yeah. I, and it was funny because like, I was watching the YouTube, the No Laying Up YouTube video and it got to that hole. And I think it was the hole where they had talked about that Jordan in a prior year had hit it into somebody's backyard and had yes. hit and it wasn't out of bounds that year and he hit a shot. Um and so they started they were like talking about it and then immediately like two or three of them hit it to a mile right over there. Justin being one and one of the no laying up up guys. I think it was uh, um I think Neil hit it over there too, and I was just like Oh, that's that's a foul ball. I'm almost positive that's 14. I think it is. And 
it's like semi-drivable yeah. depending on the wind. And so it's like a little uphill. And I don't know if you guys do this, but a lot of times when I play an uphill hole, for some reason I get stuck and I block it. So maybe that's something, you know, maybe that's one reason that people hit it there. But um, I don't know if you saw in the final round on that hole, Rom drove, he drove it up on the green and it rolled just off short and came back and he chipped it up there and made birdie. Uh, it's a good little hole. It's not necessarily like, you're going to get to it every day, but you can get there someday. So, but super cool yeah. video with no laying up. I think that shot was incredible. My first thought whenever I saw it uh, was don't get hurt. Like you're at, you know, it's January. Don't get hurt JT. And you know, in JT fashion, he hits it to like foot, makes some jokes, moves on, you know, yeah. the guy just, that's just well, how even bones. Like they were all standing yeah. around there. They're like, like, Oh, what are you going to do? Like hit it backwards, hit it sideways. And, and they're like, Oh, don't hurt yourself. Like even Jordan was like, Hey, don't hurt yourself. And bones is like, yeah, please don't hurt yourself. Like I want, I have, I have a job on the, one of the best bags in the world. Please do not put me out of a job yeah. for like the next six months. Yeah. You know, the interesting I mean, Connor... thing about that is like, if like, say he does get hurt, does bones just go back to broadcast? I probably like he, yeah. I mean, and then when JT comes back, he just goes right back on the back. I don't know how that works. I mean, if I were him, I would. I mean, think about right. it. It's like, you know, some of those guys on the on the ground, like John Wood, who's doing it now because yeah. he's back um, caddying. I think I, it's it keeps them kind of in that caddying mindset because a lot of it, kind of what they're doing is kind of caddying to some extent of talking through shots and situations. So, I mean, shoot, if I was him, I would. I mean, might as well keep busy, keep your stamina up and walk in golf courses and things like that because what are you going to do? Go sit at your house oh, yeah. and drink some beers and watch golf on Sundays. I mean, that's just like what we do. <laughs> what were you saying, Trent? Yeah. I mean, I was saying back, back to your point about like, you know, them signing with Tidelist um, and doing stuff with Jordan and Justin. I, I think those two, like, like how young they are still and how much fun they have with the game. And Tidelist is a great brand, obviously. Right. They're, they've been known for well-known for how long, but signing with them compared to some other groups that have signed with another company that's just announced, you know, last this last week and doing videos with all the other pros, which is still pretty cool to watch. But the, the amount of fun that they had in that video with those two yeah. who are just so laid back and just want to have fun, even though, just like you said, Justin, don't hurt yourself. You're risking your career right now on doing a, you know, a, a dumb, fun video with no laying up. And the guys, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great sign to those guys and because they match personalities so well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool deal for them. Um, you know, Tidless is kind of the staple when you think of golf, you'd think of Tidless or pro V one. And um, so it's, it's pretty cool. I also think it's cool that Tidless is fairly traditional and they, they signed a social media group, you know, they signed influencers and I think that's cool. So, I mean, obviously I love no laying up, so it's, it's cool to see, but um, I've got a, a random question for you guys. If you were on tour and you had, like, say you're on tour, not only are you on tour, but you're well enough that you don't need the money for a club contract. Do you still take one and cash the extra money or do you play what you want? I'm, I'm a hundred percent a free agent. I will. My thought is that I feel like the guys that play the best play what they want to play and not what they need to play for the money. 
and make those changes. Because you've seen it over time and time again. Some guys make changes probably for contracts and money and upfront money, whatever comes with that. I mean, for me, like I'd sign a deal with, you know, uh, some sort of apparel company that allows me to wear what I want, um, that kind of fits my style and then go and be a equipment free agent and be able to play the clubs that I want to play that give me the best chance to succeed week in and week out and not have to make my game fit clubs. If that makes sense. No, I agree a hundred percent. I saw, um, I saw Andy Johnson from no, from the fried egg post about it on Twitter. And he said, I'm not knocking any company, but it makes, to me, it makes the most sense to be a free agent because you can, it's going to be what's best for your game. He said, I think the way he worded it was, you can't reach your maximum potential with one single brand, which is like pretty cool to say and hear because I feel the same way, but like, I didn't think of it as you can't reach your maximum potential. It's just, if I was there, I would want to play, you know, exactly what I want, not, oh, I've got to play 12 of th- of this brand. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with that. I, that's what I would do too. Trent, you take an extra cash? I mean, honestly, if you would have came to me last year before the bachelor party, yeah, when I got a set of restrictions, I 100% would have said I would have taken the contract with Tidal. I would have done a Tideless contract yeah. because you know me. I've, play, I've played Tideless my whole entire life, and I've been blessed – to be able to do that with my dad, who's been a Titleist for his entire life, basically his entire career in the golf business and playing, you know, playing days. So I, I mean, a year ago, a hundred percent would have taken a contract with Titleist just because I know their equipment. I've played it for so long. I've played it. The best I've ever played is with that equipment until now um, with the Strix and irons. Like I, I haven't hit such irons so good in my entire life, but I'm still trying to figure everything else up. So that's where I would become a free agent because I like some different putters. I like a, a driver. I want to have the ability to choose my own driver, my own three wood, because I don't hit three wood very often. Um, and wedges. I don't feel like the, the Vokies have performed as well as some other wedges I've tried out recently. Um, I feel like they've outperformed the Vokies. Yeah. So now I would be a free agent. The cash is whatever, because you have, you have to perform first off to yeah. get some of those incentives. I mean, you know that I've seen the contracts and, you have to perform to be able to, to even get those playing incentives. So if unless they're giving you a nice upfront signing bonus, no, there's no, there's no reason to do it. Play what you want to play. Yep. I'm, I'm with you guys. All right. Let's just get to it. <laughs> let's talk about our picks. Um, oh yeah. Let's talk about them boys. Yeah. I had an unfortunate week. This was just the, uh, the week to pick order for for the Sony, and as we know, Xander uh, he WD'd real quick on that. He said that he his back hurt because he was working out and he got in better shape. And then he went on to comment and say, "I should have just stayed fat and more nimble, and I would be fine." And so I think that's really funny. Now it makes me not want to work out and uh, just sling it around. So I'll be picking last this week. Um. It looks like Brad, you're second to last. Yep. Right. Yep. You had Justin Thomas, who had a good. I thought he he played pretty solid. He had yeah. You he know, there's a, a couple of hiccups. He had a decent week. I mean, you know, uh, looking at it, solid probably first 
you know, slow start out the yeah, three rounds, slow, honestly. Really kind of slow out the gates, and then he kind of starts picking it up round three, and then kind of hiccups in round four. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't, I'm never mad when the guy I pick shoots 15 under. It just happened to pick him on a week when the guy who won the tournament shoots 27. So, hey, it is yeah. what it is. And it didn't yeah. count. So I can it's still pick him at another tournament when he's going to shoot right, 27 under and win. Yeah, you still have him locked and loaded. Um, Ryan with Victor Hovland, he'll be picking second. And uh, he sent me his picks because he couldn't be on the on the pod tonight. And then Trent, first week, first win. How are you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> Let's just say I told you guys, told you so. Uh, Willie had a great week. It was fun to watch just a four under, four under, four under. So steady, right? And then just come in the last round and just blow you guys out of the water. I knew it was happening. Yeah, it's a good playing. And nice to see him playing well after his injury. So Yeah, it, it was nice to see. And it's funny how my guy plays well after a back injury and then your guy withdraws with a back injury. Like one of the most steady guys, no. you know, history you know, since he's been on tour, he's been super steady. But no worries. I'm gonna bounce back this week. I've got a super surprise pick for you guys. Um but as you know, you got to pick a player playing in the Sony in the top 50 and outside the top 50. So Trent, you're our first pick. And uh, I think you've probably been studying all day. So let's hear it. Who you got? Yep, I, I was definitely studying all day. And just so the viewers out there know uh, who was in the top 50 for this week, because Brad sent us a nice little uh, cheat sheet. We got Spieth, Tom Kim, Billy Horschel. Sung J.M., Matsuyama, Brian Harmon, Keegan Bradley, Russell Henley, <clears throat> Corey Connors, Adam Scott, Hoagie, Hoon Lee, Kiriyama, and Mackenzie Hughes. So we had a lot to choose from this week. So it was a tough decision. I just want to say real quick, that was brave of you, Trent, because there could have been some. <laughs> I was just uh, about to say that. I know. And I I, <laughs> I nailed all of them, by the way. Uh, I should <laughs> be an announcer. <laughs> so with my first pick in the top 50 this week, you guys already grilled me for it because that's the reason why we got Ryan his picks going with Jordan Spieth. Yeah, that's aggressive, especially first week out of the gate. Um, did you look at how Spieth has played here? Yes, I have. And that's why I feel like it's going to change. I, I was on the fence about Tom Kim because it's been fun to watch him emerge on the scene. Um, as a young player, but I, I was like, you know what? Let's get Jordan Speed to go try here. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I, I why don't. Not? I, it's fine. Yeah, it's a good pick, but he historically hasn't played well here. It's a place where typically you have to drive it straight, and he doesn't. Um, yeah, but it's he, right. He he has obviously proved us wrong many times on courses like this. So, who's your uh, outside the top fifty pick? So I won't name all the top outside top fifty because there's 144 <laughs> players. In oh this. come on! Uh, Everybody wants to hear we'll, you. We'll be here for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear me. Guaranteed <laughs> one wrong. Yeah, right, that's why I'm not going to do it. So outside the top fifty pick, I'm going to go with a, another Texas native, uh, Ryan Palmer. Do you know where he's uh, where he was born, or I guess where he where he grew up? I don't know if he was born there. Where he grew up, I know. I mean, honest, yeah. honestly, no. Send it, right? Amarillo, oh. baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. see, I don't know where Amarillo is, so, you know. Well, that's, 
to, know, the, to the relevant town. I'll tell you this. Good pick for this week because he's played in a lot of wins. Yep, exactly. Yes, 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 he has. And I was like, you know what? Palmer may be inside the top 50 within these first, you know, this first uh, set of events we have up to the Masters. So uh, use him now outside the top 50 when I can. You never know. Yeah, he's uh, 180th in the world, so I <laughs> doubt it. That he'd have to win. But, um, but you're right. Hey, he'll be inside he's in the top 50 when he wins this week. He's historically a ball striker, and I think that's a good pick at this place. So um, I've got Ryan's picks. He sent them to me. He is going Adam Scott and Keith Mitchell. Not only did he pick two good players, but probably the best dressed players on tour. And that is a typical Ryan Hughes move. So he wasted his best dressed picks in week one. And he still just can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Brad, you got yours lined up? I do. So we'll start with my top 50. I've kind of been going back and forth and thinking maybe do I, do I change? Do I not change? You know, I have some, I'm on the fence, um, but I'm going to go with a player, you know, I'm thinking I might actually make a game time decision and switch here. Um, I was, I was going to go with somebody who is coming off of decent form but he took a flight back to LA for the national championship game. Oh, he's not going home. And he's going back to Sony to go play. Jet lag. Yes, he drives the ball straight. But I'm going to go with a guy who is won here before. He almost won last year. I believe he lost in a playoff. I'm going with Russell Henley. I think that yeah. one, he's a dog. Georgia Bulldog, baby. They just got the dub, or they're about to get the dub. So he's coming off a high with that. Yeah, probably not right now. Um, and so that's going to be my top 50 pick. Now for the other side of the coin, looking at outside the top 50, I'm going to go – see, this is tough. There's a couple guys I'm kind of on the fence – and I'm going to go kind of more to the ball striking side of things. And I'm going to go with JT Poston. Okay. The guy can He can put the lights out of it. He hits the ball pretty solid on a consistent basis. Obviously won last year. Um, it's tough. You know, this, this definitely, this format makes it tough to decide because um, there's a couple guys that, or on the edge that probably I could have picked, but just thinking about like, you know, he just played this past week, so he's kind of ramping up. Um, so open, maybe carry some form into the Sony. Okay. Um, yeah, I think good picks. I don't know about JT Poston because I don't know how much he's played. Um, or has he played the Sony before? That's a good question. That's something I am destined to find out. I'm going to guess he probably has, um, but I can find out. T21 last week is pretty good. I mean, just yeah, kind of I mean, started. three pretty much three top 20s this year, T21, T21, T20, you know, in, through the fall. So 
decent form, played just as good as Justin Thomas last week. So not anything to look down upon. Um, but to your point, yeah. That means mediocre picks for Brad as always. Make the cut. That's what I need you to do. Make the cut. <laughs> yeah, that's all I did. Make the cut? Is that all you need? Yep. I need a win. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go power pick first. And since no one took him, I'm going to take him. And the reason I'm taking him here is because I don't think you have to play here to win here. Um, like, I don't think he had to have previous rounds here. I think he can win or compete without that, and especially with his caddy who has been around the block. Uh, I am going to take Tom Kim. Um, I don't want to get later in the season where he hasn't played somewhere that he needs to have played to play well. So I'm going to go ahead and use him. He's going to try and hit a lot of fairways. He already hits a lot of greens, and he's he's been solid. Now I'm going to throw a huge curveball at you. I'm going to throw one that a guy that needs to play well. Um, I think he's got plenty of starts left, but I think uh, as far as golf courses that fit his game, there's not very many. And this is one. He's almost won here before. And uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. I'm going Zach Blair. I love it. I knew we, we, Me and Brad were talking about it right before he got on. I love that pick. By the, by the so, way, if you're, I don't know if, if, you guys if you're know. a betting man... Um, he's plus 19,000. Yeah, I yeah, know. So, uh, so throw some money on him. You know, I, the reason that he, I mean, he strikes it super well, but it's like this golf course, you don't have to overpower it. And so I think he can compete again, like he has been. And he's just so steady. I mean, with the putter, he's disgusting. So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I threw a curveball at it, but we'll see what happens. It's first week. I figure it's fine, you know, if I get behind again. Um, and to be honest, I was going to take Hideki because he's obviously had success here. But after Xander got hurt last week, Hideki's the one that'll WD on Wednesday for me. And then I'd be in major trouble. <laughs> so uh, Tom Kim, going to eat some candy bars and just sling it around. I'm, I'm, I, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, it's, it, I, I like those picks. I, I think Tom Kim's gonna play great. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think having Scovey on the bag is gonna help him big time. Um, and then you know Zach, you just you just gotta rely on the guy. I don't know if you guys know this. Last year he was coming off major medical and he played a bunch of Corn Ferry events and then a couple of PGA Tour events. Like he gets when you're coming off major medical, you get like ramp up events on the Corn Ferry. And he like top five, then like six straight or something like that. And corn, as you know, corn fairy is bomber's paradise, right? It's just drive it and wedge it. Well, that's not a guy that does that. So um, I'm excited to see how he plays. I'm rooting for him. You know, I who knows, right? Total toss up, but figure go ahead and swing it. Hey, why not? Uh, yeah. I don't, have interested. you guys played? Have you guys played any rounds since your since we set your goals? Not a chance. I'm the only one. No. Sounds so sa- far. Sounds like you get to play more golf than us. <laughs> I I don't, but I played one round. I hit 14 greens, shot two under. Just like I said, you got to hit 14 greens. And uh, but I did play with 14 clubs, and I did ride in the cart. So you know, yeah. But um, it was a money game, so I had to make sure I was ready to go. So uh, 
you know, next round I'll, I'll be with eight clubs and I'll be walking hopefully with you guys. Yeah. I was, I was supposed to play this past weekend. Um, had a family emergency, so was not able to play on Saturday. I was actually supposed to play oh, no. um, with a buddy out at Tennyson Park, the Highlands course. Never been out there, so I was kind of excited to go. Me either. I was excited to go play out there. He plays out there all the time, and he's like, hey, come come join me. Um, and he was a buddy of mine from college. He actually played on the football team. He was a receiver in college. So we always kind of just chatted up about sports when we play, and it's – He's still a freak athlete um, still. But, yeah, I was I was pumped about that. But even though I didn't play this past weekend, last week um, a couple of the medalist tournaments and some of the northern um, TXGA events started opening up for registration. So jumped on one of the medalist events that kind of helped me tune up um, as well as jumping on the – um, North four ball just to get some more reps. Um, so that'll be, um, fun and exciting to just kind of start getting some competition here in kind of February, March, April is to start building out the summer schedule, looking at, you know, mid am tournaments, you know, am tournaments, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to hopefully kind of build a fun little summer competitive schedule and see what happens, but yeah, I need to play some golf. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Hopefully, if we can work it out, we got a little two-on-two match. Me and our friend Alex will play against these two guys. Total of 16 clubs between the two of us. So, eight clubs each. See how it goes. I like my chances. Now, here's the real question. Can you play out of each other's bags? No, that defeats oh, the Oh, come on, that'd be fun. I'd take the evens, you take the odds, we just kind of have a full set. <laughs> that would be funny. Nah, no, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm just messing. But no, yeah, that'll be fun. I haven't played with a, uh, a smaller set in a while, so definitely would be fun. Especially this early in the year, honestly, I probably don't need to be hitting a full set. Yeah, you just got to worry no. about hitting it in the center. <laughs> That's not happening. 